Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Bienvenidos. Nathan Goble, Father John, hope you're doing well. We have an extremely boring topic to discuss with you for the next 20 minutes. Yep. So if you're driving any heavy machinery right now, uh, Just please, turn, it, turn it off. Yeah, lay off the ambient. I prepared for the boor- the boredom of this podcast with an angry orchard hard cider. Oh, you are oh hard cider. Watch Which out! I uh, get made fun of for constantly, but I'm just I'm I'm getting to a point where I'm like, you know what? I like cider. That's right. No, I get, Ma- I get made. I got I was at Connor O'Neill's, a pub in in Boulder, and I get every week I get crap from the same bar yep. maiden. Man's apple juice. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm in charge of flying this ship. So uh, let's get off the. Uh, Let's shove off. And uh, today we're going to talk about the apostolic letter of the Holy Father, Pope John Paul II, called Dies Domini. I know! Okay. I'm gonna... I, I sleep talk. People don't know that. I sleep talk. So if I do, if I ask you questions during this podcast, no, there's nothing more exciting than apostolic letters. I know. But I actually read this. I, I had to read it for a class, and I said, I, I finished it, and I told myself, this is one of the best pieces of literature or whatever <laughs> that has come out of the uh come out of the vatican in quite a while really I, it was it was fascinating interesting uh, i really liked it so um, would you put it on like the level of the hunger games or like da vinci code or kind of what no what not that kind of literature i i just mean like uh i mean just a uh, pieces of paper like I harry think potter kind of thing uh, yeah more okay. yeah less danielle Steele, more <laughs> jk rowling if you will gotcha all right so um well, I, by the way, I, I just wanted to let everyone out, out in listener land. Sometimes I get dealt the crap microphone, <laughs> and I feel like this time I got the crap microphone. Nathan so. is a middle child, so he has this deep instinct that the world uh, wants to destroy him. I know. I don't even think people can hear me. No, I can hear you. You're too loud, actually. Oh, really? I, you know, have you ever listened to our old podcast? It's horrific. I can't believe people listen. Like, one time, you have one guy who's like, you know, chop it out, and he's so loud, and the other guy's like whispering, and then the next time it's flipped. It's yeah, like, whatever. The, yeah. Far from professional. All right, so this is going to be like those Christian... You guys are playing nice. Thanks, Mom. Joe Doman just brought us animal crackers and milk. Is this for real? Oh, good. What would you do to these? Great, now I can... I'm up to take your vitamins after Okay, miss you. Bye, Joe. Thank you. That was really nice of him. But don't take my word for it. All right. Nothing like a little warm milk to help put me to sleep. No, this document is not going to put you to sleep. Oh. What is the number one thing that most people talk about when they're Catholic? When they're Catholic? Yeah. If you, if you say... Sunday obligation. I go to Mass. We go to Mass. Well, what are we saying? We keep the Sabbath holy on keeping the Lord's Day holy. That's what this is all about. Right. I think what they're actually saying is the church has this stupid obligation that we have to go on Sunday and show up. and. Yeah. Well, that's certainly the way I felt whenever I was a kid. Right. Me too. So, you know, all of a sudden it's Sunday, you really wanted to sleep in, and then it's like, um, it's time to go to Mass. It's like, why do we have to go to Mass on Sunday? Uh, because Jesus told us to, because the Pope <laughs> says so, because if you don't, you can't go out and play with your friends. These are all, these are all interesting reasons. Um, some of them are in this document. Right. All right. Here we go. <laughs> I swear, I have the crap microphone. I can just feel... You're confused. You have the crap topics. That's... That's... Hey, you know... Little shout out right now to the uh, Eric and Kate 
felt his family because <laughs> they said they really enjoyed my topics. So. No, they do. They do. Okay. Bam. Go for it. Here we go. Five-part series. Here we go. There's five parts of the document. Just just bear with me, folks. This isn't going to be as bad as it That's sounds. about three minutes per topic, just so you know. Uh, well, Starting now. Good luck. Now you're okay, seconds. so the first topic, we're on, we're on the day of the Lord. So the first topic that, that the Pope addresses is Sunday is, obviously, the day of the Lord. In the Lord, he means that this is Yahweh. Right. So the day of Yahweh, which to our Jewish listeners, I'm sorry if if um, if I'm saying the Lord's name, I'll I'll continue to say Lord now instead of the Y word. So um, so on the day of the Lord, um, we recall as Christians our Jewish heritage in the sense that God created the heavens and the earth in the in the Genesis account. And then important to recognize that when we talk about Sunday for the Jews, Sunday was the first day of the week. Right. So Sunday through Friday, he worked, the Lord worked, (laughs) and then on Saturday, that's when he rested. Saturday is kind of a poor translation for us. In Spanish and in Italian, it's... Sabado. Sabado. That's Sábado right. Gigante. So, Sábado Gigante. <laughs> Bienvenidos todos ustedes a nuestra fiesta del Super Bowl. Oh, no, it's begun. I'm sorry. Okay, so, Sábado, Saturday, Sabbath. Sabbath. Shabbat. Shabbat. Um, so, so it, it calls the Jews, um, the Jews call to mind that God rested on the sixth day. Right. On the day of the Lord. Uh, the seventh day. Yes, sorry. Saturday, yeah. Yeah. Our sixth day now. Yeah, right. it's it's gotcha. confusing. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So they he, God rested on Saturday. Thank right. you. Thank yeah. you. I would have had to field like fifty emails <laughs> from you know interesting. Um, yeah, yep. I just wouldn't have done that one well. Thank you. Um, so we recall God's creation that God created the heavens and the earth, and then they're going to hear you chewing your animal crackers. Do you? You're, yeah. Thank you. So so then so then he created the heavens and the earth, and then on the Seventh day he rested. Yeah, yeah. Now you got to swallow it, so it's kind of hard. So then he rested. He rested on the seventh day. So as as Christians, we we don't view creation as something evil, as like forces set up that are like in opposition to God. God, in in um, creating the heavens and the earth, donates His goodness to creation, and therefore we can look at creation and say, as He did, it is good. Right. And then on the seventh day, he rested. Um, not like, man, I had a long week and, you know. Make, back with a cider. Making all those, <laughs> you know, sea creatures. I really could use a hard cider. Um, but his rest is directed towards a contemplative gaze. Right. So he looks upon his creation and really calls it to the kind of wonder that he has or that we should have. I don't know if God necessarily experiences wonder. Um can we say that? I that, think I think so. Yeah. Analogously, we'd have to say. Yeah. It's in some way it's similar to our wonder, but in another way it's not. Yeah. But, so yeah, I think that's a really important point that God doesn't rest because it's like he's just exhausted, but it's like the whole orientation of creation is mm-hmm. towards this contemplative rest. Mm-hmm. Like everything is is building towards this. Yes. So then the second part of the of the first <laughs> the second part of the first part on the day of the Lord is first there's creation. And then you have, you know, everything from Genesis through Exodus. And then what happens to the Jews? What happens to the Jews in Exodus? 
They they leave Egypt. They leave Egypt. Yeah. Exactly. They're enslaved. I've been and, out of studies for a little while. That's so all right. But, you know, I, I'm really bad at asking questions. No, no, know. no. You know, hold on a second. Before you go to the second part of the first part. Um, the secunda, secunda. Secunda, secunda, secunda prima. The, uh, uh, it's interesting to think of man's first day as Sabbath. Right? So yes. man's created on the sixth day, and then God says rest. Yes. It's not like, okay, start, you know, plowing and tilling and naming animals yes. and stuff, but just rest. Yes. And I think that's a huge thing that's going to be fulfilled in Christ with the with the movement of into the Lord's day, mm-hmm. the eighth day, the fulfillment of creation. So I just wanted to say that. Yeah. Our teacher told us today, recall that we are human beings, not human doings. Right. So God creates us. We are good. Is that Barstead? Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Isn't that it. great? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so, so then now we're in Exodus, and then in Exodus, the Jews who are enslaved are called by God out into the wilderness to worship him. Right. Pharaoh says, no, not on my time. Charlton Heston does some amazing, wondrous <laughs> deeds for his people, uh, as Moses in the Ten Commandments. Um, and then they go out into the desert, and God gives them the Ten Commandments, which the fourth commandment is, remember to keep the Sabbath holy. Fourth? <laughs> Third. Third. Well, depending on how you Oh, remember. gosh. We're bad, bad Christians. We'll just edit that part out <laughs> so that I look brilliant. Every time. So then, okay, so then, so then... The, the really the the seventh day is not only remember creation but remember that on the on the day of the Lord you were brought forth from Egypt you were saved from slavery this is the first exodus from which you were saved from the hostile conditions so that you could begin a new life right and enter the land that the Lord has prepared for you yeah now you know fast forward however many years, and the Jews did not take possession of the land uh, in the beginning. Forty-year wandering. Later, they enter the land. A uh, lot of sin. A lot of goat sacrifice. Uh, a lot of psalms. A lot of wisdom. And then all of a sudden, we arrive to Christ. That's the second, the second part of Dies Domini. Talks about the Dies Christi, the day of Christ. So, what happens on the day of Christ? What happens on the seventh day with Christ? So they call it the Shabbat, and they call it the Dies Domini. Or is he saying that's just like that phrase? Is that the same as Dies Christi? No, I think he's saying that in order to keep the the day of the Lord, all of these facets go into one sort of gotcha. jewel. Okay. Okay. And uh, we cannot have the day of Christ without first creation right. and the Exodus, because right. Christ is the new Exodus. Right. Um, but I wasn't necessarily sure if he was just recalling the the Shabbat, the Sabbath, um, because it says keep the Sabbath holy. Mm-hmm. Because now we're transferring the Sabbath from Shabbat Saturday to Sunday, um, S U N, um, which you know you can get into the imagery of the sun right. um, and the early Christians how they would face the sun as an image of Christ. But rather, again, we go to the Spanish and the Italian. What is the name for Sunday? Domingo. Domingo Dominica. Yeah. So so there's 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 rooted in that it's the Lord's Day. Dies Domini, yeah. Dies Domini. And then uh Dominus is the name for Lord in Latin, Dominica. Right. Um so I mean in Italian and Spanish, whether you like it or not, you're experiencing the Lord's. not Sunday right. or um yeah you know, Thor's day or something like that as right. Thursday that we have. But uh, Sunday, they actually set apart as Dominica. So what happens on the seventh day with Christ? As we know, it's the resurrection. Right. So, which is interesting because we read it as on the first day of the week. 
And so in our understanding, oh, that's Sunday. Right. For the Jews, well, yeah, we what you call Sunday would be the first day of the week. But for them, whereas our, uh, I don't know if their week ends with Shabbat, with uh, the Sabbath, it or did, it yeah. begins with the Sabbath. Yeah, I don't know. So, so in this case, on the uh, it would be because he's saying the first day of the week. Right. That's the day in which the women, because remember they all the 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 Jewish women had to prepare Jesus's body quickly so that they could go home because the Passover was at hand. They go home on Saturday. They rest in the Passover, recalling the saving events of Exodus, and then on Sunday, the first day of the week, they go to the tomb. Right. And that's where they find, you know, knock, knock, no one's home. Right. To, or the gardener. Yeah, you're the gardener. No, the uh, the crazy thing is that Jesus fulfills the Sabbath obligation perfectly in his Holy Saturday silence and rest. Yes. In the descent, he fulfills huh. perfectly the Sabbath rest while completing in that rest, he, he continues the creation into the eighth day, into the fir- which becomes the new first day Right. Of all of history, that chair is going to break. Of all of history, after not because of you, of course, just because it's old. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just so so testy right now. It's okay. I'm fat. I know it. Um, oh, sorry, come back. No, come that's back. that's brilliant because that's exactly that's exactly it. That that the eighth day. Oh, I said exactly. Ooh. Ooh, you owe me a case of beer. Not yet. Not yet. Case of cider. <laughs> so so on the eighth day, on the eighth day, that's seven days from the the first. Right. The first day. Right. And then, you know, the on the eighth day, which, you know, little side note, that's why our um, baptismal fonts many times are eight-sided. Right. Uh, uh, recalling that um, the cycle uh, is eight-sided, and we're, we're entering into a new creation in baptism. So on the eighth day, it's the resurrection. And what's the first day in Genesis 1? God creates the heavens, heavens and the and earth. earth. And behold... He makes all things new. He creates the new heavens and the new earth in his resurrection. Hmm. Right? We always think it's like at the end of time we're going to enter into that. No, we enter into the eschaton in Christ in his fulfillment. So it's like he rests and fulfills perfectly the Sabbath in his he, uh, oh. in his death. And then in that, in the moment of resurrection, actually leads us into the new creation of the new heavens and the new earth. Hmm. It's amazing. Which is beautiful because um, on Friday, when the Jews normally would be preparing for the Sabbath... Christ completes his work. Right. He completes his earthly work. And then in the resurrection, right, he receives from the Father the new creation. Right. Um, and then, so it's the day of the resurrection, which is what we're commemorating on Sunday. So when your kid asks you, why are we doing this? Right. We're commemorating not just not just the feasts of old. This isn't simply a, a continuation of the Passover. Right. This is This is at the heart... Um, this is a commemoration of the central event of all humanity. I mean, Absolutely. dinosaurs, uh, you know, Babe Ruth, whatever, you know, forget those people. A man suffered, died, thought, left for dead, dead for over a day. Yeah. And then and then appears, I mean, glorious. Not just like he swooned, you know, and still was kind of bleeding. It's like, hey, guys, I made it, <laughs> you know, but rather... They can put his their hands into his side, and he right. can eat fish, and yet he can walk through walls. Right, and now this comes into the whole conversation about this is going to take us on a little little bunny path. But um, Sundays during Lent. Mm. Now Sundays yeah. are little Easter's. 
right? Every e- Sunday. Every and this Sunday. is important. We mm-hmm. always think of like Christmas, Easter. Christmas. No, Easter is like the most, the, the definitive moment. Yep. That is everything. Yep. And when we receive Christ in the Eucharistic celebration, it always takes place on, on the Sunday preeminently. And the obligation, which we hate, is is to keep us grounded in this reality. But we've removed the reality. We don't talk about the theological reality behind this, and it just becomes moral obligation, moral yeah. restriction. But I am curious about your take on Sundays in Lent, because I get asked this all the time. Oh, well, um, uh, as a kid, we would we would definitely go back and forth uh, with my mom and my dad, because I think my dad is kind of like, no, Sundays, you, you can't cheat. And then we'd find him eating a cookie, and we'd be like, ah. <laughs> uh, but my mom's definitely like, you know have a cookie and on, you know, Friday, just as long as it's not good Friday. Um, so yeah, no, no, no more on that bunny path, but I want, I want to, I want to point out just exactly what you're saying that every single Sunday is that commemoration of the saving event, which we experience fully in the Easter Triduum, which is Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and then the, the Easter vigil, which is the primordial Easter. Right. Um, so a lot of times we think of Easter Sunday, but Easter Vigil is really the the night of all nights. Right. So if you don't have plans right now, please, I go beg you, vigil. go to the vigil. It it changed my life. That's the reason why I'm in seminary right now. But what is the second holiest day of the year? This is exactly what the Pope says in this document: Easter, Easter Vigil, and then the second day, which is the other um, day of Christ, is. Sunday? Yeah. What What's the other? What's the highest? What's the second? I mean, it's hard to, you know, you know, juxtapose these two, but in terms of comparing them, but resurrection and then Pentecost, uh. which is seven times seven plus one. So it's 50 days. But if you think about it, 50 days from the Jewish Pentecost, which was 50 days from the Passover, right. would be our Sunday, 50 days after uh, or I mean, it would technically be 49, but you can see the math. Right. Because for Jews, seven was the perfect number, seven days of the week. The, we, fulfill, the complete fullness. Yeah, Sheva. Sheva. So then, so then seven times seven, 49, and then the day after that is, is, the, uh, is Pentecost, right. which for us, that's the day that um, Mary, the apostles, they're gathered, and then the Holy Spirit comes as tongues of fire. Because... The Holy Spirit is at the heart of the Christian mystery. Um, it's not simply Christ. Christ even says, I have to go back to the Father so that I can send you the Spirit. And he will lead you into all truth. Yeah. Crazy. Okay, Pentecost. Are you still in the first section? No, that we did We did number one, Day oh. of the Lord. Number two, Day of Christ, Okay. which has that two parts, resurrection. Right. We're commemorating the resurrection and the gift of the Holy Spirit. Nice. Because, and then we get to the third part, this is the day of the church, dies ecclesiae, okay. okay? What do we do at church? What do we do at mass? What's the central event of mass? Memorial. Memorial, yeah. Remember, right. which it's interesting because they use the exact same words in Exodus, remember to keep the Sabbath holy. What does Christ ask his apostles to do? Do this in remembrance of me. Now check this out. This is going to blow your mind. Okay, that commandment. Remember to keep holy the Sabbath. This is a little shout out for which, Father Mike. Which I believe is the third commandment. Right, for Father Mike Rapp, because I always dog on Hebrew. But okay. that Hebrew phrase, in some ways, it com- um, sums up all of the major themes that we see in the book of Genesis. Check this out. Remember, which is the Hebrew word. Wait, wait. Uh, anamnesis in Greek. Okay. 
Zakar. 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 Zakar right? I knew that. Okay. My little brother's Zachariah. Right. So Zakar. Okay. Yes. Zakar is right at the center of the chiastic structure of Noah. So basically, that's a fancy way of saying uh, yeah. the central meaning of the book of Noah is right. remember the Lord your God. And God remembered Noah. And God remembered Noah. It's a covenant remembrance. And it's a showing that despite our sin, God remembers and God is faithful to the covenant. Zakar. So when they say Zakar, the Sabbath, they're saying remember to keep... Zakar is Noah. To keep is Shamar, Adam. Yes, yes. To keep holy the Sabbath. Remember, Shamar is, is to keep, but it's also to guard or protect the Sabbath. Yeah. And we really have to have that mentality that we're keeping and guarding the Sabbath, just as Adam was was asked to guard, to Shamar, to protect the garden and the woman and the presence of God in that. And then the Sabbath, which brings us all the way back to Genesis yeah. 1. So you have like the original creation, the covenant with Adam and the covenant with Noah all tied into one little pithy phrase. Hmm. which is either commandment number three or four. Right. We'll get back to you on that next week. Yeah. So uh, for all of you out there that remember at the beginning of the topic, when John said that this is really boring, um, this is a really boring topic, you know, you <laughs> just, he's just eating his animal crackers now. That's right. So what what is it we do at the Dies Ecclesiae? What's the central event? Memorial. Remembering? Memorial? What are we remembering? Christ's saving passion. Right. Which we are not re-sacrificing Christ. We represent not just represent, we represent in an unbloodied manner the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, which is the one sacrifice for all. Right. And then the church is gathered around this Eucharist, which recalls in as much the road to Emmaus, which the road to Emmaus, where you have the, the, breaking, the breaking of the bread, right. Eucharist, but then first Christ anticipates the breaking of the bread with... Um, he leads them on a Bible study. I mean, he, he, what is it? What's the words for that? He, um, he recalls for them all that Jesus must suffer. He, he, it was necessary to undergo his passion. Right, right. What do we do in the liturgy of the word? We're remembering the pathway that leads us to the cross. Right. And the, uh, I think it's important to understand the Jewish understanding of memorial. When we say do this in memory of me, it's not like think of me and right. just kind of, you know, kick up a good memory about grandpa or something like that. Right. But it's actually memorial, zakir, anamnesis for the Greeks or for the Jews was the actual, um, the reality being made presence. When they would do the memorial... Yeah of the Passover every year, yep. which is what the mass is the fulfillment of. There were literally there. It was represented yep. in a very, very real way. And so to, to strip that and to say, Oh, he just means just like do this in memory of me and then have a little wine and animal crackers. It's like, no, right. No, no, no. That's not at all what he was saying. Because for the Jews on Passover, you would say to your children today, right. we are, we are led out of right. Egypt. And like, there are so many times that, you know, I would go to Mass, and I'd be like, why in the heck am I doing this? Right. Because I had no idea that I was in Egypt. I, have, I had no idea that I was, I was trapped in my sin. I had no idea that previously, before I was baptized, you know, as a little child, I was under judgment. Right. And, and I, don't, I don't see that, because in a way, uh, being baptized as a child, this is the analogy that I used for a couple people uh, a few months ago, was if I had the opportunity, if I had the opportunity to leave Egypt with my kids... I would get out of Egypt as fast as I could. If Moses said, hey, you can get out of slavery today, I would not wait until they were at the age of reason to baptize right. them. Right. I would lead them through the Red Sea that day, even if they were six months old, and then I would tell them for the rest of their lives, you were led out of Egypt. Right. You don't remember it, but you were led out of Egypt. That's good. I like it. Dies Ecclesiae, we're gathered around the Eucharist. 
which is the center, the source, the summit of Christian worship, and the Eucharist is Christ. All right. It's not simply the Eucharist. Uh, I mean, the Eucharist is Christ. And so, the Eucharist is the church. And the yeah. church, from the Eucharist comes the church, and from the church comes the Eucharist. And what do we do? What? How does the? How does the? Pri- how is the priest able to confect this Eucharist? He calls down the Holy Spirit. Right. So it's resurrection and Pentecost. Right. And okay, so bam, bam, fourth, fourth set, fourth stage, uh, dies hominis, day of man. What is this? This isn't simply a Sabbath for God. This isn't simply a memorial for God. This is a memorial for man. This is a day for man to be gathered around Christ, but to participate in three essential things. Joy, mm. to to participate again in the Easter joy that he experienced when he was ecstatic. He was outside of himself when Jesus busts through the wall and says, surprise, shalom, peace be with you. Give me some fish. Give me some fish. I know you guys are freaked out, but this is really me. Joy, rest. So he's called once again to enter into the rest, but not simply the rest of, I did creation, and now I want you to, you know, behold the wonder that's before you. Behold the wonder that right now, this is a new world. Right. Like, we are, we're, we're, we're in a completely different, you know, and which is hard to see, you know, when I'm in Cherry Creek Mall. Right. But um, this is, this is, this is the, the new creation. This is the rest that God is calling me into, um, which, you know, just briefly, this is why... In you know, on Sunday, um, it is proper for us to rest. We don't take the same sort of legalistic mentality and say you cannot you cannot do anything on the Sabbath. Right. You cannot do anything on Sunday. But it is an important time to participate in that contemplative wonder, to get out into nature, to spend time with your family, um, and not simply just to pop in Mean Girls or something and say, well, you know, thank God I don't have to go to go to school tomorrow right. or till tomorrow. Let's just, you know, eat a bag of Doritos. You know what's interesting is being in Boulder, Colorado, with my good people up there, they get the DA's hominy part, but a lot of them, and I'm not, not necessarily my parishioners, but a lot of people I meet, uh, they don't get that it's the DA's domini, right? They get the sense of like, I'm going to yeah. go off to nature and I'm going to kind of rest and be with family. And that makes sense to them. But the sense of worship, oh, why do I have to go to Mass? Because they've lost the sense of memory. They've lost the memory um, yeah. of, the, of what's being offered liturgically. So I think that that's kind of, at least in my little world, mm-hmm. that's what I'm facing, is that there's a very acute and very profound sense of embracing the Sabbath as a anthropological phenomenon and amp- anthropological necessity, but in terms of a theological or liturgical expression, it's just kind of like, yeah, well, I'd rather go ski. You right. Know? So. Yeah. You, you, you cannot have Sunday without Domine, right. without the Lord, uh, because he gives us the true rest. And then the third one is brotherhood. The fifth one? The, no, the the third part of the day oh, of man, okay. joy, joy, rest, rest solidarity, yeah. solidarity, brotherhood. Yeah. Um, we come together as one. Yeah. We're not saved individually. God's saving action is applied to all, and so it's 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 just as much mine as it is yours. So we come together in worship together and in celebration together around the Eucharist in community because it's all of mankind. Right. Um. And um. Yeah. Bam. Okay. And then the last one, the last one, the meaning of time, the day of days. Day so of days. it's a dies diebus. Um, <laughs> Keith Kennedy is cringing right now, our Latin scholar. Um, so the day of days, day Christ, of days. Christ orders all time to its ultimate end 
through the, through the new creation. So the resurrection is continually pointing towards, um, at some point I'm coming back. Right. So that, so that we can all be together forever. Um, and, uh, it, 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 it points us towards that eschaton, the last days, the last times. Um, but it's also a reminder, I think, to live in, um, the, the Greek distinction between the two words for time, chronos and kairos, yes. you know, chronos being like chronological time and kairos being where we get the phrase, um, you know, the, the definitive entrance of eternity in God, in Christ. And so we enter into kind of a new kind of time, uh, so to speak, by it. And it's, uh, and without the Sabbath, we don't really enter into that. And that brings into the whole other topic of like, we live the Sabbath now. I mean, it, this is an eternal reality that we enter into but it's to try and get us in our humanity to stop every sunday right and to recollect that and the the beautiful thing is i don't know if you've ever seen those posters where it's kind of like a circle and it's like you know this part of the pie is for christmas this part of the pie is for easter i mean imagine this this is not just going around in a circle like a clock where it's just you know day after day after day but this this is the this is a beautiful analogy i think it's pope benedict uh from spirit of liturgy he talks about how it's a helix so we're traveling up this spiral back to God. And so every single year, we have another opportunity to participate in this amazing, amazing day of days, which, by the way, it's actually dies dierum. So uh, yeah. Keith Kenny really we're is cringing. But, um, but, I mean, just try not to see it as just being on a treadmill from right. now until the end right. of time. Like, yeah. we're on pilgrimage uh, to the to the encounter with Christ. And uh I don't know when Christ is coming back, but I'm I'm pretty sure after reading this document, he's coming back on a Sunday. Bam. We did it. We did it. Uh time for one email. Yep. Sorry. A okay. little longer than taking the kids to the library, but we did it. No, that's all right. That's all right. I'm sure somebody's stuck in traffic and really has nothing better to do than listen to us. So wah, wah. that was a good topic though. I like the five structure of the DA's you know, kind of going through the different I it's really the this just the structure of that makes me want to read that. So Thank you for presenting it. I, I remove 40% of my mocking at the beginning. <laughs> All right. Catholic Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. That's it. Thanks for listening. Cheers. <laughs>